Hey, y'all, welcome to Water Break with Waterboy. And, of course, my friend John Brannion, comedian John Brannion. Am Good. I supposed to be hearing music? Is there music playing right now? You should. Yeah, all right. We do this every week. I give up. Wow. Once a week, the shackles, Pastor Toby and Chalk Knox, fall off, and I get released from prison for a little leisure time by the water cooler for water break, you know? So grab your water bottle, your water cup, your scotch, your beer, whatever. I keep going on with this analogy, but I'll stop. It's it's making me bored. Milk? Can we drink milk if we want, Gabe, or does it have to be alcoholic? <laughs> I guess if you're that evangelifish, <laughs> you need milk still. <laughs> this week, not only do I have comedian John Brannion, but I also have comedians David Pendleton and Bob Smiley. Welcome, fellas. Hey, Gabe. Is this where I say my line? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You did it right. And they're they're coming at us from Texas, from the promised land. Salute. Yes. This show is brought to you by Iron Apples. I actually am just learning about these guys here. The world in which we live in is moving towards total techno tyranny at an incredible rate. We're still suspended from YouTube until May. This tyranny includes spying, censorship, data theft, all through electronic means. Iron Apples is a small cybersecurity consulting firm seeking to give churches, organizations, businesses, schools, and individuals the education, resources, and tools needed to be able to circumvent techno tyranny. We're still suspended from YouTube until May. Over the next year, Iron Apples will be hosting a series of virtual meetings to inform, educate, and equip attendees with actual solutions to the problem we find ourselves in. Visit ironapples.com and click on events in the bottom right-hand corner of their site. You can sign up for one of these virtual um, consulting uh, uh, moments there. So that's ironapples.com. There's probably, I probably could have said that better, but ironapples.com. All right, fellas. Iron. Your first time you said Iron Apple, and I was going to totally get on you, but you fixed it later on. So. Uh, the first time I said, I, that's my Texas accent coming out, you know, like, oh, iron, you know, iron, iron, iron apples. Iron. How would you say that, Bob? Well, I'm sorry. I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Gabe and uh, and Mr. Uh, Apples, it's great to be here. <laughs> That's good. Got him paying attention. All right, so cannonball or belly flop? Pay attention, fellas. A lot of people over the years have commented that I look like Will Smith. No joke. All right, m- maybe a little funny, but well, this whole Oscar thing. Got me. Yeah, clean that off. Clean that off. Can't see if I was shaved, if I was shaved, you would you would see it a little better. Yeah. Well, this whole Oscar thing got me rethinking that status. Now, at first, I did not believe the whole slappy thing was real. I didn't. For three reasons. All right. A 6'3 dude walking up to a, and smacking a 5'3 kid, you know, it didn't even budge. That was kind of hard for me to swallow. Secondly... You talk trash about my wife? You know, that's how Will Smith saw it. Things aren't going to end in a slap. All right. That's, again, hard for me to believe. Lastly, in the Oscars' heyday, they were getting up to about 50 million views. 50 million. And and desperate times call for desperate measures. So I, I doubted the authenticity of the event until Will's mom came out. And said that that's not the boy she raised. I, when Mama comes out like that with a little left-handed public rebuke, shoot. You know, I, I, I had to believe her. And 
I think um, I've uh, so, so let me put it this way. All right. <laughs> now that I've cleansed myself from the whole conspiracy side of Will Smith's slap, what the heck just happened here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I believe is we're watching the train wreck of postmodernism and all of its collateral damage. And in this postmodern world, okay, our individual feelings reign supreme, which is why Jada and Will have an open marriage, and which is why Will gets more offended by a dumb joke that wasn't really that funny anyways, then then willingly let a man sleep with his wife. That doesn't offend him. I'm not, of course, I'm not pointing anything out new here. A ton of common commentators have actually pointed in at that out and made that connection. But this altercation, if you can, if you can call it an altercation, is, is really a microcosm of the larger. Um, so <laughs> it keeps cutting out, but whatever. I'll keep finishing. I'll push through. I'll push through. I'll start making it up. I'll start making it up. It's like Joe Biden. Eh, no. Okay, but this altercation, if you can call it that, is a microcosm of larger disaster of postmodernism fighting with itself. And like all godless ideologies, it will devour itself. That's what. That's just how postmodern is going to work here. You see, if postmodern's highest morality is your truth, your own personal truth, your own personal feelings, then, you know, why is Chris Rock wrong? Or for that matter, why is Will Smith wrong? Chris Rock bubbled out feelings of laughter and Will Smith fumed out feelings of anger. And those gods collided. Uh, So comedy's dead. We've talked about this before. Me and John talked about it on the show before. Comedy's dead. The Oscars are dead. That's been for a while. Uh, Will Smith's marriage dead was long long dead before this. All because of postmodernism is really kind of two pigs fighting over who's the best pig in the pen only to find out that they aren't pigs anyways and they aren't in a pig bin and Epstein didn't kill himself. That's 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 what Postma is confused. John, what do you Wait, think? Epstein's dead? <laughs> that paper boy, if it's not in the bushes, it's on the road. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Bob, uh, yeah, Bob needs to be caught up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't expecting Epstein to make the monologue this week. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, a bit of a a bit of a sideways slide. So you texted yesterday uh, and asked if I would yeah. round up some comedians to talk about comedy being dead, the, the state of comedy in the in the culture, um, and I immediately thought of two other people than Bob and Dave, but mm-hmm. Bob and Dave were available. And so <laughs> we've had, we've had this conversation amongst ourselves uh, for, for quite a while, okay. uh, many, many years. We've talked about the impact of, of postmodernism or paganism yeah. on, on comedy and how difficult it is to actually be funny now because there's no, uh, there's no tolerance for it. Right. And when you when you've got the Oscars, you know, this is this is Chris Rock, who is a comedian himself and Will Smith, who has a history of doing comedy. Right. I mean, he's got a he's got a few dramas in his repertoire, but he's mostly a comedic actor. Right. Um, for for that to take place on the, you know, on an international stage, I think is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So, Bob, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on this whole postmodern Will Smith, Chris Rock clash? Yeah, I was trying to jump in, but I'm like, uh, what I have to say is like, I really just uh, don't really know what's going on, Dave. 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so there's so much to address here. And again, we got added to this, so I don't know where you want to take the, the show on this, but the, let's let's address the fake thing first. I don't think it was fake because Will Smith, it, it's going to hurt his career no matter what. And mm-hmm. I think he's too big of a star and too smart, and he's got too many people around him to agree to that. I don't think Jada would have agreed to that joke yep. being said um, for even for the, the sake of getting ratings to the Oscars or whatever the, the end result yeah. that we may don't even know, you know, I've heard conspiracy right. theories that Pfizer, which was one of the sponsors is uh, they've got a cure for alopecia. And so now one of the trending things is alopecia everywhere. And they're about to come out with a alopecia cure. And so there's some conspiracy theories that yeah. they did that to, to boost that there's, but Nothing, nothing could be as greater than what the embarrassment that they're going to feel. And this video is going to be around forever. It's going to hurt Will Smith's uh, career. Um, it's going to bring out haters in full force. Everybody's got an opinion. Um, people are going to jump on uh, any podcast that they can to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I don't think it was fake. I think there was too much at stake for the people involved to agree to that kind I think they would have written something totally different. You know, I think the wardrobe malfunction was a good example of, you know, something that allowed everybody to, you know, start flocking and talking about the Super Bowl halftime. Right. I think. So I, I just, I don't buy it that it's fake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it took me about three days. Uh, I, I literally is like the turning moment for me. was like, okay, Will Smith's mom came out and, and, and mamas don't throw their kids <laughs> under the bus, but they also, will clearly admit that they didn't raise a boy like that to do that kind of thing. And uh, so when she said that, I was like, all right, all right, it's it's real. Even though, like, I mean, the whole thing, like, the slap uh, was weak, um, was, you know, the as Will Smith's walking away, he's got this big grin on his face after the slap. I mean, just, like, there's a couple things there where it's like Chris Rock didn't didn't budge, and, and he just, he even kind of laughed. I mean, it was just, it was just a weird moment. But I, okay, as a comedian, I I so resonated with all the emotions that he was feeling right then. I've yeah. never been slapped, but I've had people yell stuff out at me or throw stuff yeah. at me. And so I, one, he did move. It wasn't like he slapped him and he didn't move. He actually went over. Okay. And then the look yeah. was sure, like sheer shock. Yeah. And then you can see the performer's brain of like, where do I take this? Yeah. And kudos to Chris Rock because- yeah. He could have just torn into them, yeah. Or it, it, like, especially as a as a amazing comedian, and he's very yeah. quick with. He could have taken that a totally different way, and said, "Hundred percent." To be very respectful and to go on with the show and say, "We're here tonight." You know, he even put in a little laugh of, uh, mm-hmm. "This is the greatest moment of history," you know, yeah. on yeah. TV. And but if you watch his his mannerisms, and again, as a comedian, I'm watching him. He's shaking. Like he's, he's completely shaken and it looked like total surprise. And then he walked off because I think he was thinking through like who I have to go meet after the show. Who I, you know, and so I talked to a friend who is also friend. He's a comedian uh, who's friends with George Wallace, who was one of Chris's writers there on the, on the show. And they said that the joke was mainly about because she had kind of an army looking dress. And so it was just a spur of the moment, like written backstage kind of deal. And they just went out and did it. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't think any of it was, was planned out. That's or, funny. So, yeah. so Dave, if, if you're up there on, 
stage and you say a joke like this and Will Smith, Will Smith comes and slaps you, how do you, what do you, what do you say in that moment? How do you respond? Well, I, I would agree with Bob that he handled it incredibly. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, I think, just did exactly what he needed to do to keep moving on and to be a true professional about it. Yeah. So, and I'm going to jump in. Dennis yeah. Ventriloquist. So his puppet would get slapped. So you got to think through. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Yeah, they, they so here's here's what I would here's what I would have said. You know, I I get smacked by Will Smith. I would have been said that's what gets you angry yeah like, <laughs> totally some other dude you know sleeping yeah. with that. that's what did it there's some there's something wrong there it, it i would have made it more awkward is what would have happened Right, right, sure. John, what, what, if, what? You, you, all right, you, you know, you're, you made the joke. I agree. Will you Smith made it more awkward. <laughs> Will Smith, <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith comes up there and and slaps you. What do you say? Well, I, I don't know that I would have said anything. You know, in the moment, I'm like Bob. Your your brain goes into, okay. There's got. I'm, I've got to somehow keep this train you know, on the tracks. And so you, you sort of have to go with it. Um, but my, I, I wrote about it. My response is that you, you always have to be in control of yourself. And yeah. if you're, if you're the type of person who's not able to, particularly if you're a Hollywood person, I mean, if you're, 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 in front of people, you're in the movies, you're on television. If you're not prepared to have people say um, unkind things, if you're not prepared to have people make jokes about you when your job is to be in the public, mm-hmm. uh, that's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, I think that people should be prepared to have jokes told about them, even if they're not in the public, because yeah. it's going to happen. When you go out into the world, people are going to say things about you. They're going to make jokes about you. They're going to make fun of you. Yeah. And if you're not capable of dealing with that, mm-hmm. if you lose your mind and you start slapping people, um, that's that's not a good way to be. Yeah. Bob? No, that never happened. As a ventriloquist, that never happens to me, John. You know, no, <laughs> nobody ever makes fun of me as a ventriloquist. Who, 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 who blames you for your comedy, Dave? Is, do they blame your, your ventriloquist or they blame you? I mean, who, like when when a show goes bad, what happens? I actually did a show recently for a group of young people. Now this would be, uh, people that are college age. Yeah. So these would be Gen Xers. Okay. And, uh, what happens in ventriloquism is that, you know, the puppet says something, uh, a little bit mean or snarky to the ventriloquist. Yeah. And what's funny about that, what makes you laugh is that it's self-deprecating. Like, yeah. And of course the ventriloquist, like you can't say that. And of course, you know, the, the, the character is getting the upper hand. Yeah. What I noticed in this particular subset, all Gen Xers is that when I did those jokes, the response, which in a broader audience would be normally ha ha ha, you know, yeah. funny, the response from these younger people was, ooh, ooh, oh, wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that guy's being kind of a bully, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, guy. everyone's everyone's rooting for the, the guy to cancel his puppet. Yeah. Cancel yeah, the puppet. 
That puppet being, he's being kind of a bully. Yeah. He's, he's, well, I wouldn't take that from him. Well, that's, I, you know, I sure wouldn't let that puppet sit on my knee if he's going to yeah, talk like that. Right. That puppet needs some sensitivity training here. <laughs> that, that is actually interesting because that's something I've noticed in the change of culture. Wow. Um, so yeah. lately at my shows, and it's a little different than uh, David's because there's people there. And so <laughs> they... Um, <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I just wonder if you're going to like to get away with that. But no, um, so a great way to, to start a, a show is to poke fun at yourself yeah. because that tells the audience, Hey, I don't take myself too seriously. I don't think I'm that cool. So let's all just enjoy these jokes. And so I used to start with that, like talking about something about the way I looked or, you know, something like that, where I'm from, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not your goofy voice, Bob. What about yeah. your really goofy irritating voice Do you ever make yeah, fun of that? I, I have done some bits on that john um well done uh no but i i i've done that lately and i noticed the crowd is kind of tense because yes. you don't make fun of anybody even yourself even yourself yeah and so that has changed comedy wow because you're you're almost going out and canceling yourself in front of them yeah and you have to be really careful because like, you can't make fun of yourself Right. Yeah. yeah, because that's that shows. Oh, well, he obviously has uh, self esteem issues. Yeah, we need yeah. to hug him and send a laugh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you, should be, you should. That's that's the reality. It's tough out there. Talking <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. In in keeping with a, you know a healthy self esteem. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. that's the way it's being evaluated. Yeah. So Bob, you're, you, Bob, you're up on the stage, and Will Smith comes and slaps you. How do you respond? In reality, I probably would have went after him. Like verbally, yeah. like I probably would have, um, because you, you, you have to deal with all the emotions of anger, embarrassment, Yeah, what's going on. Also, how, how do you recover? Yeah. And as a guy, you just got slapped by Will Smith, you know, welcome to earth. And you're like, Oh, okay. And so I, I probably would have handled it wrong. That's why I'm still amazed at how Chris handled it. But the right thing to do is to compose yourself. Now he did argue with Will. He was like, yeah. it was the GI Jane joke. joke. Yeah. And I think that was the shock of like, is this really happening? Did I really get slapped for a GI Jane joke? And right. again, we don't know everything, but his statement is that he didn't know that she was dealing with that. Yeah. You know, he, she, he didn't even know that that was a, you know, uh, affliction or whatever you say. Yeah. And so he was just so shocked. So I'm, I'm really amazed that he composed himself and then got back into like, let's don't wreck the night wow. because people had worked hard to be, you know, uh, glorified uh, by themselves and you know, get their award. And, you know, it's very important. And a lot of egos to stroke tonight. So let's okay. not get sidetracked. Let's get, let's get on with it. Let's get on to applauding ourselves. <laughs> Including Will. We're going to be plotting Will here in a little bit. Just stand by. A little bit. We're yeah. giving him a standing ovation. As a of fact. Did you guys hear uh, Jim Carrey's interview afterwards? About no, I didn't see it. What did he say? He said that he said it was so ridiculous that they gave him a standing ovation afterwards. He said at that moment when everybody was clapping and standing, he was like, Hollywood is exactly what everybody thinks it is. And he said, we're no longer the cool guys because like, it's an embarrassment. Like, wow. You you violently assault somebody and we give you an award and we clap. Yeah. Like that's bravo. Bravo. Well done. He said, we're done. We're done as influencers and we shouldn't be, you know, like it was, it was very, very good. Yeah. Interesting. No, I did not. I did not catch that. 
Mm. You know, if, if Jim Carrey is going to be critical and he is certifiably insane himself, yes. then that tells right. you, yeah. what does that tell that, you? That the offense was pretty grievous. That's what I said it on. I do a, a video once a week about the news and stuff. And I said, when Kanye West watched you interrupt a award ceremony and go, okay, that guy's crazy. He's like, I never would have slapped Taylor. Right. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's not the way you interrupt an award. Too ceremony. far, too far. Will too far. <laughs> when Kanye's the voice of reason. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye's the grown up. So, what's the equivalent? Is there like a Oscars equivalent for comedians? Because you guys are you guys are in a bad spot right now. Yeah, well, tell me about it. Yeah, nobody suffers like we need. We, we need like uh, some self praise here. <laughs> yeah, is there is there an award there's ceremony not. for comedians? There's not. Yeah, there's no, no comedy awards. Well, not there's not there's various ceremonies and awards and festivals yeah, and true. things, there but are, they're but they're included. They're a subset of right, the, you know. right. They're like they're like comic book conventions. You know, they're meaningful to the people who attend them, yeah, but not to anybody else. Yeah. What I'm uh, uh maybe we should start our own comedian awards ceremony. Uh, you know, like the like the best comedian for 2022. You know. <laughs> Why don't we immediately start working on that at the FLF network? And and then as as part of that, we could be like, okay, the com best comedian um, who was a man but wanted to be a woman. Right. I actually won a comedy award when, when YouTube first came out. I'm just going to talk over that. Uh, so... <laughs> Because I still want followers. Um, if I was in, if I was in the studio, I would have slapped him for that. Uh, yeah, so close, so mm -hmm. close. But when YouTube first came out, and uh, there was a guy who was starting, he had his own channel, and he decided to have uh, the comedy uh, YouTube awards. Now he wasn't affiliated with YouTube; he just had a channel, and so he did a thing, and he was like, "Go and vote. Who's going to win the trophy?" and all that. And I won because I don't think anybody really knew about YouTube at the time. Um, There's only two people there, you and Dave, and, yeah. and you won. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that, was, that was it. It's like puppets. Puppets don't win, so it goes to it goes to Bob. Yeah, hundred percent of the votes, which was six, right? Uh, but when I when I won, I contacted him and I said, "Hey, uh, here's the address to send my trophy." And he was like, "Oh, we don't really have a trophy." And I was like, "No, no, no, no." You advertised a trophy. And so he had to make a trophy that cost like 68 bucks and he had to mail it to me. And then he quit doing the contest because it was going to cost. <laughs> but I won that. It was going to cost him 68 bucks every time. Doc got so the it. The answer to your question is yes, there is an award show and Bob Smiley has the trophy. The only, the only trophy from any yeah. award show ever. Bob, yeah. you're a special man. All right, mm -hmm. so this uh, John probably didn't prep you for this segment, but that's that's okay. Okay, and if you could hear the music, you'd love the music that's being played right now. Just so you know. All right, mm -hmm. part of the problem, uh, Bob and Dave, of our culture of our society, is is we don't have any news that anybody can trust. We just, we just don't. You can't trust CNN. You, I mean, you, you can't even you know trust the Oscars anymore. Right. And, and so we had to, me and John are on a mission to change that. And so that's why we started this segment, News John Branion Can Trust. Hmm. All right, so this is News John Branion Can Trust. Is this take it off? Because he has a blog that he faxes to my manager, and then my manager uh, prints it up. <laughs> yeah. 
and then I <laughs> go to I go to Kinkos and get his blog printed out. So is this from that? No, this isn't. I don't think. Uh, John, are you blogging about news that you can trust? No. Yeah, there you go. It's not. No, this is like so. It. This is the only place you can find it. This is like this is like your award, Bob. This is the only place you can find. This is the only source of information that is trustworthy to me. And as soon as the ban is lifted on YouTube, everybody's going to be aware of this. Yeah. Yes. That's that's the goal. That's the goal. And they will immediately be banned again. Right. <laughs> all right. So this is and and this is all right on this side of the. It's not a joke. This is like serious news. This is real news. I'm, 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 wait, we're, we're, I'm serious. Okay. I'm, I really am. I'm, I'm serious. Um, a British government hospitals are now asking all men under the age of 60 if they are pregnant before getting MRIs. That's true. Oh my goodness. That's true. <laughs> Male patients under the age of 60 are being asked before they get an MRI, are they, are they pregnant? Are you pregnant? Because I, I think what an MRI can be hard on the baby. Yes. And if Sure. Sure. Especially if it's a metal baby. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Like because if it was a, a baby and a man, it would be a metal f- baby mm-hmm. and a man. Yeah, I don't want my metal baby born with, you know, a tail or anything. Yeah. I want to be very careful as I, yeah, incubate my... <laughs> Is this for real? Is this true? I'm, no, I'm dead serious. I'm dead you know, I find the serious. Most defensive about that, the what? most defensive about that is that they don't ask men over 60. Yeah, exactly. That's that's ageism. Yeah. Right well, I, I guess yeah. they're 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 running the numbers and saying it's really hard for a man over sixty to get pregnant. Yeah, but that's <laughs> is that what it is, James? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Men struggle hard. to get pregnant after the age of sixty. Yeah, it's okay. especially hard for a man but that is, sixty. That is offensive. I mean, Dave's in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're looking at the numbers of you know when the average age of pregnancy declines or or is done with and they're like well 60 years old the cutoff is 60 <laughs> yeah, so they're so they're trusting the science is what you're saying <laughs> yeah good. yep so the, the whole okay. the new regulation is basically all patients under the age of 60 um regardless of how you identify get asked that question okay i'm gonna okay. jump in again um so i got jury duty and you have to fill out the form online mm-hmm. and one of the questions is do you speak english yeah and it's all in english and there's not a there's not a you know translation deal and it says do you speak english and you have to check yes or no and i'm like what what if what if you you what if you just wrote no yeah i (laughs) no i so wanted to put no because because then you wouldn't have had to do jury duty right I like jury duty though it's i was gonna say i was gonna say bob loves jury duty Have you ever been accepted? Have you ever made a jury? No, I've been. Of course no, not. I've been denied uh, seven times so far. What a shock! They're like, what an unbelievable. It was a January six. Yeah, it was. A, <laughs> I think it's my Princess Leia costume. I, do, I probably need to dress a little better. <laughs> a little more respectable. Yeah. All right. So news that John Brannion can trust. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, this is this is real. This is not made up. A uh, Fox News. Is literally hiring Caitlyn Jenner as a correspondent. As a correspondent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, they, okay. Okay. Is she pregnant? 
She's over 60. <laughs> so come on. Come on, John. You need to, I mean, that's your era, John. You should know how old Bruce is. Okay. Uh, so how do we, so you want me to react to that? Yes. I, I, think, I think that Caitlyn Jenner um, is probably one of the most unreliable um, <laughs> yeah. commentators right. on culture that's that's available right now and it's disappointing and disgusting to me that because uh caitlin has said some possibly conservative leaning things in the past that the concert that all of conservatism is now rushing to put him in front of cameras and get his point yeah. of view on things and the, the concept of a transgender person commenting on transgender people participating in sports is is outrageous enough to me but the fact that fox news is now going to go well you know even caitlin jenner says that dude shouldn't swim against women <laughs> and it's like why do you care what he says why do you why does it matter what he thinks so here's the quote from fox news ceo susan scott on this it says caitlin's story is an inspira- inspiration to all of us She's a trailblazer. She, she's a trailblazer in the LGBT yeah. plus PP Papa minus XY community, and her illustrious career, her illustrious career spans a variety of fields <laughs> that will be a tremendous asset for our audience. That was the uh, CEO, Susan, Susan, Susan Scott. Right, Bob. <laughs> I just. Hold on, because you said LGBTQ plus, uh-huh. and their whole thing is like they have. There's so many different genders. Yeah. But doesn't the B stand for bi? Wouldn't that just be two genders? Hmm. Doesn't that go well, against? Because some people limit themselves to two genders, so that, that's okay. Okay. It's just because I thought their whole thing was there's several different genders, and then but then they have buy in there that they only prefer they're just saying they only prefer two of the genders so the only the only thing you got to understand this bob you should have um john should have done better discipling you on this but i'm sorry gabe i didn't realize that bob was going to be so hateful (laughs) in his commentary either you have to understand the only people that are not allowed in the lgbtq plus side of things are hetero white christians that's it Right. Okay. That's why they won't return my email. Okay. I want. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. That's it. I have. I. I got frustrated with Fox a few uh, weeks ago, several weeks ago, when they started writing about Caitlyn Jenner and using uh, her and she mm-hmm. pronouns, because it's like, okay, if you're going to start doing that, it's yep. over. It's it's yep. over. Yeah. Um, because that that is that's giving up you're giving up the whole you're giving up the whole farm at that point and now david it's over um you're ventriloquist you (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't know game doesn't know that we uh, he doesn't. Ventriloquists are like in in the circle of comedians. We we make fun of ventriloquists all the time because okay. yeah, we we are absolutely on the bottom of the of the food chain. Oh, really? Sure. Really? Right. Wow! It's, it's Probably, just it, yeah. it might be just uh, just slightly above mime. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> 
just I barely. Would save a mime any day before. Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell. Well, well, basically, basically, you're a you're a you're a transgender for comedy, right? You work you work with puppets. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just let's just wrap up the show there, man. It has been great hanging. I'm sorry you guys didn't get to finish with John Branion. Um, uh, Bob and uh, Dave, uh, great guys. You should Google them, find out their website. It was a lot of fun having them around. Um, but we got a great Sunday special with a lawyer, Ninja, who's going to bring some heat about our legal system. Important stuff you should know about. So check that out on the Sunday special coming up. Uh, also, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in Rapid City next week. So check out our website. It's Cross Politic dot com forward slash liberty tour make sure you uh, register for that event we're gonna be doing a god and government uh workshop that day and then a live show that night we actually got some surprise guests coming on that show so hey guys i'm just i'm just checking off the show i'm the host now i'm just checking off the show and uh so we're 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 out of here guys i actually i'm signing off right now till next week uh actually there there ain't gonna be next week because i'm gonna be in rapid city so two weeks out um uh until then Love God and go fight, laugh, and feast. This is the water break. Always be professional. (laughs) When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world, dangerous to the principalities and powers, dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. (laughs) So where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.